Welcome to episode zero of Forever in Bloom, a cinematic exploration, investigation, and celebration of Jeff Goldblum's cinematic career. What I'm about to do is bring into my office two very good friends of mine and talk to them about my proposed theory. Um, so, uh, Liam and Beth, if you would like to come in and introduce yourselves. Hi. <coughs> sorry, sorry. Thanks. Hello. <laughs> so this is Liam and this is Beth. Hello. Um, thank you for joining me here today. Thank um, you. So I have a theory, and I've put a lot of a lot of waking hours into this, and a lot of uh, sleeping hours too. Um, I believe that Jeff Goldblum um, is an interdimensional being that lives beyond time. Makes sense. I think it tracks. I think it tracks. <laughs> I don't know about this. Um, Beth, I've brought you in as a skeptic. Liam, I know is a Jeff Goldblum fanatic, so yes. I feel like you two will balance me out. Anything, Jeff? I'm here for. And. Uh, I live deep in the bloom. <laughs> I need cold, hard evidence. Of deep this, in sir. the bloom. Um, and what I'm pitching is that we watch every single film Jeff Goldblum has ever been in chronologically and uh, have a light-hearted, fun discussion about Matthew, them. I just twitched at the thought of watching that many films <laughs> twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, what I want, what I fully fundamentally believe is that Jeff Goldblum, the actor that exists in our reality also exists in these other realities as the characters he's playing, but also just as himself, um, as a way of trying to teach us something or as a way of getting a message across to us, much like in Interstellar, the way that the four-dimensional beings in the future are humans. <laughs> That's a big spoiler for Interstellar. I'm just going to leave it in there. Um, I should point out there'll be spoilers, I guess, for every movie that we're going to talk about. Uh, people don't forward. give a fuck about spoilers. Some people yeah, if, people, if you care, I don't. If you I'll care put it in about, the show notes. If it's a good film, I'll enjoy it regardless of if it's spoiled. Agreed. I sometimes mm. enjoy it more. Yeah. Because you know it's spoiled. coming and you want to see what's, how it builds up there. Yeah. I care less about a twist and more about the craft. Mm. Exactly. Um, and so some of the things that we are going to be discussing in this is, in each of these films, how Jeff is Jeff. Mm. Um, and that's what we're going to call the True Bloom scale. Um, we're also going to rate it based on its craft and its enjoyability. Beth. Craft, so entailing all different elements of the film, the soundtrack, uh, the visual appeal, if we like how it looks, if we like how it makes us feel. How it's written, I guess. Pardon? How well it's written. Yes. Thank you, Liam. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and if it's written well, we'll probably also enjoy it. Wouldn't you say, Fucking awesome Liam? segue, man. Look, man, I'm a... I'm... <laughs> I'm a radio professional. Yeah, so we're going to do enjoyability, which I we made a point of keeping our how much we enjoyed the film and how well the film is made as a separate uh, thing to vote on, as you can have films that are made really well that absolutely suck and films that are made terribly that are absolutely amazing. I would like to put the story of Ricky O in as my vote on films that are made awfully, but I cannot get enough of. I agree on that. Yeah. And we're taking into consideration the date of its release, the budget, mm -hmm. and other wider factors and yeah. the impact they have on the overall craft. Um, so the way we're going to do these first two episodes is that in Jeff's first eight films, he has very small roles, some ranging from six seconds to like four minutes. So we decided to rather than eke out an episode for each one, we're going to do four episodes in the first, uh, four films in the first <laughs> episode and four films in the second episode. And from there on, we will do a film per episode when he has like feature roles. The first two, maybe a little janky. They're going to be a bit more busy than the, the ones moving forward. But that's just we felt. And was we're the exhausted way. from watching eight hours so worth many, of content in one so week. So many films. But that's how it's going to move forward. And Jeff fucks. Jeff fucks, man. 
Jeff Fucksworthy, as I like to call him. That's a bad joke. Um, <laughs> one thing to point out, we're scoring each of these things out of 10. Mm. Um, and because we're doing it each, the maximum score a film can have is 90 points. We'll be putting these into a table and hopefully at the end of this ridiculous endeavour that Seb has dragged us into, we are going to find the best Jeff film. Which may or may not also be the best film that Jeff has been in. Just the best Jeff film. And also, we're on a quest to find out what his plan is. What are you doing? What are you trying Why to tell us? here? And we've got 76 different versions of Jeff. We've got 76 <laughs> different versions of Jeff. Is it 76? I thought it was like 60-something. That's good. Well, we do have conflicting lists. That's true. We have, they're they're all there. They're number. just in a different order, I think. Yeah. But... I guess the beauty of this is that as we get through films, more films will get released. So we are stuck in the bloom for until the end of time. That's very true. We will be, you could say. Forever in bloom. <laughs> Cue the saxophone. <laughs> that was a good ending. Sure. Yeah. Episode zero. Done. Fucking enjoy. Enjoy.